Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast Woo! coming to you Say what? this Monday night. <laughs> this um, is how we do when <laughs> it's Monday night. Connor is clearly in the studio, and joining <laughs> us, we have our operations and volunteers resident, Miss Oh. <laughs> That is a Heather sound. That's a Heather sound. And it's the pink button. Best day of my life. (laughs) Heather's joining us today for this podcast um, that we are just going to sort of see where it goes. We got some questions written out on a paper, and we're just going to try and (laughs) answer that. What are you waiting to do? Sorry, I was going to say something that I thought was funny, but then it could come off as mean, and I didn't mean it to be mean. About Heather? No, say it anyways. (laughs) I was going to say, if you don't know Heather, if she hasn't flirted with you yet in the lobby, just give it time. (laughs) She will. But that was a total joke. It was a total joke. For real. Sorry I'm a wooer. Woo. That is but I knew that, that that could come off as mean. and I, I knew it. you just had to say it. I meant literally it. sitting here I watching you laugh at yourself. It would be better if I was offended a little bit, but I'm not. Okay, because <laughs> I truly meant it as a joke, like genuinely. Heather, there's more sides to you than just your ability to woo. You've basically planned our entire retreat. Yes, you have. You have a little bit. Which is this weekend. Uh-huh. If you guys yeah. don't know, it's this weekend. It's $175. Friday through Sunday. <laughs> Of it, Crooked Creek in Fraser, Colorado. Hey. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Why, guys? Why should people come to retreat? Because it's the best thing ever. And if you <laughs> don't, that tells me all I need to know about you as a person. Okay. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I'm just being totally honest. Retreat's my favorite thing that we do at YA. Second, why is it your obviously favorite, second Moana? to this podcast? But. It's just so fun. I'm like a mountains girl. I'm from Colorado, so that's like an added plus. I mean, it's always like colors and all that stuff up there. But mm-hmm. I love that camp. I feel like some of my most like pivotal moments have happened in Avalanche, which is the yeah. auditorium up at that camp. And it's going to be crazy. My husband and I going back there again being like, oh, my gosh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? So I'm just excited. I think it's super fun. We have a brand new speaker coming up. Yes, we yeah. do. Tyshawn Rowland. So great. Have we officially announced him yet? Um, if you listen to this podcast, you'll hear about it one day sooner than everybody else will. Yeah. So tell your friends. Yeah, you have the deets. Also, if you listen to this podcast, reach out to us. <laughs> well, Are I, you out there? <laughs> no, no, no. I checked the numbers and we actually have like a lot of people that listen, but I want to like establish more of a relationship with our podcast people because a lot of our people come on a Thursday, but I talk to so many people who like come to visit young adults and I'm like, they like are from Austin and listen. Like yeah. we have a lot of people that yeah. listen in Austin because mm-hmm. we have like a church down there. We've got just a lot of people from all these different like cities. So I don't know. DM our our young adult account and let us know where you're listening from. How'd you hear about it? We want to know you. (laughs) We're more than just mentors. No, I'm totally kidding. No, we want to have the young adult podcast family be connected. So this is a different family. Yeah, Yeah. this is Thursdays is spiritual. 
<laughs> this is clearly the podcast, not. Is, the podcast is where Connor just lets presses my the hair button. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Sings and No, okay, retreat is amazing. I know this yeah. is super cliche, but there's a chance you can meet your spouse. I, it's happened. It happened last year. It happened when I was a work crew boss. Zach two just people. married two people that met at retreat. Yeah. And so here's the thing. And I know you guys have heard me sound off on this on our podcast. Everybody at Young Adults on Thursday is like, all you talk about relationships. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but guess what we get asked about all the time? Guess what people are like, can you pray for me about? Relationships. relationships. So I'm just saying uh, that's where Aaron and I, for, we didn't meet, we met like two weeks before, but we like talked and connected at retreat. And so I'm if crushed. you are interested in somebody or if you're interested in being interested in somebody, <laughs> come up to retreat and put yourself out there. Yeah. We have a stranger things dance and that can really just set the mood. We do. Come, <laughs> but hey, for real, if you dress like a, a creep. Don't dress like Vecna. Yeah, don't be a weirdo. You, <laughs> you won't find your future spouse if you no. dress like a freaking weirdo. Yeah. Don't dress like Vecna. Don't, don't be dress Vecna. like the Demogorgon. Don't make us kick you out. <laughs> don't hide we, in the corner. We'll have don't. hot tub Jesus and dance Jesus. <laughs> That's funny. And dance Jesus has to approve of your outfit. Your costume. Yes. So, <laughs> hey, but for real, uh, we've got, honestly, and I'm, this is not an exaggeration, I think we've got 15 spots left, roughly. Yeah, I think we have... I think we have 18. 18 exactly. spots yeah. left. Um, and then we, and like, I'm not just saying this to try to be like a jerk and be like, Mwahaha. we like legit have to close it. We cannot physically take any more people up there. So if you've been hanging around and been like, oh man, I think I do want to go up on retreat, but I, I'm just going to wait to the last minute because I'm 23 and that's just what I do. You might miss out on an opportunity to come up and be up in the mountains. So that's, that's the last I'm going to say about retreat. Go to redrocksya.com forward slash retreat. Sign up for it. And if you don't, don't ever listen to this podcast ever <laughs> again. Don't reach out and DM us like he said yeah. five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Aww. That's not the right button. Laughter one, you know orange, what? orange, orange. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a joke. Haha, <laughs> funny. Haha, <laughs> I gotta get joke. Connor labels for his buttons. He knew where to find the pink one though. I for know, you, I love the pink yeah. one. But isn't the purple one something weird? I think it's scary. I think it's spooky. Do it. Press Just... it. Oh, it's crickets. It's crickets. Oh, that should. All right. Been the anyway, one let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's actually dive, dive into, into the podcast. Um, well, to be honest, you guys, we kind of were sitting here like, what should we talk about? What should we do? What are And we have like a running list of topics um, that we have planned in different series that we want to do for the podcast. But today we honestly just felt like rapid firing, answering some questions that we feel like we asked um, as Christians or people are asking and things that are going on in our world today. And so... Um, I'll start with just saying the one that I had, <laughs> me being yeah. an animal lover. Reverend, this one's for you. We've got, <laughs> I think we've got 15 questions that we're just going to fly through because we couldn't pick a topic that we were like super passionate about. So True. we're brain dumping here. Brain dumping. That's a good word for it. That's the title of this podcast. Brain dump. Retreat brain dump. Not retreat. <laughs> 
Just brain dump. Okay. Just brain dump. Okay. Okay, first question. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Rapid fire. This is from me. Um, do dogs <laughs> go to heaven? Not mine. Not Mac? <laughs> no. Mac's not going to heaven? No. He's not saved. Mac has given me hell on earth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Do dogs go to heaven? Dogs will be there. I don't know if my, if our dogs will be there. That's what I need to know. I need a guarantee that brother will be there. But I think dogs will be there. Maybe. It's not our dogs specifically. Do dogs have souls? Mm. That's an even deeper question. Well, like a dog can't repent. Right. Do dogs A dog sin? can't give their They're brother sins. Them. Yeah, Max sins, actually. Poopy sins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I If you look at like the original design of... Like God's original design in the garden is there. There were animals, yeah. But and his and we were designed to rule over them before sin even entered into the world. Maybe that's why as part of the fall of man is Mac rules over you. <laughs> he really does. His irritable bowels rule over our this home. This really is a brain dump. This is yeah. a brain dump, Connor. Our daughter was sick last night, and so we were woken up like every couple hours, and then my dog has irritable bowel syndrome like every other day. I, I won't, I'll let you piece together what the end result of that is. But we were waking up, taking him to the bathroom multiple times throughout the middle of the night. So my brain is not functioning at its highest level right now. Which, hey, maybe I'll be more honest because <laughs> I've got less of a filter. So do dogs go to heaven? Let's let's wrap this one up. Do, no. No, but there will be dogs in heaven. Your dog doesn't go to heaven, but there will be animals there. New Earth. Yes. Yeah. And do I have any Bible to back that up? Zero. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just an educated <laughs> guess. Yeah. Okay, next one. I know this is one that Connor can answer. It is we just talked about this the other I, day. I can't answer it, but I can give you my thoughts. Um, I know you have thoughts on it, I should say. Yeah. Is there marriage in heaven? Uh, I think so. But not as we know it. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Jesus says People aren't given mm-hmm. to marriage in heaven. Yeah. Which, let me double check that, which means um, maybe people don't get married in heaven. But they stay married? Hmm. Possibly. So here's the thought. Let me, I should have looked this up. Um, where does Jesus talk about marriage? Where is that? What What book of the Bible? Alana, help me out. I just had it pulled up. Hold on. Um, Matthew. Matthew 22. Yes. Um, read it for us. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Okay. So. But this is answering a question about divorce. Yes. About a woman who has multiple husbands this side of earth. Who will be her husband in heaven? Yeah, so I don't, th- so here's my thought, and I don't know, again, this is sheer just speculation and guessing. The reason I'm hesitant to say there is nothing like marriage in heaven is because before sin entered the world, when God created heaven and earth, he created man to be on earth, and before sin entered the world, in God's perfect creation, he said it's not good for man to be alone, I'll make a helper for him. Mm-hmm. So marriage is not a result of sin, 
marriage isn't like, oh my gosh, these people can't control themselves sexually. So let's just get them married so they can like, have no, like marriage was a part of God's design before sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jesus being God also says that it's not the way we think. So it just gives me hope. It gives me hope that I will in some way, shape or form know Aaron the way that I know her now. I'll know my kids the way that I know them now. Even if it might look different, I still think I'll know them and be with them more than other people, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know. What are your all's thoughts? It's interesting because I think it feels like Jesus answers that kind of flat out because they're like, I mean, a lot of the times people would ask him questions and he'd be like, you're missing the point, Mm -hmm. basically. And that's kind of what happens here is he's like, you don't know, you don't understand. Um. But in God's original design in the garden and the whole point of the Bible, the whole point of Jesus coming is to get us back to God's original design in the Garden of Eden. Like we're supposed to like sort of bring heaven to earth and help bring God's original intent back to like this world. And so part of that is, is like he gave Adam Eve. And so it is is honestly, in my mind, it's still open ended of like. Yeah, I would love to still know Jake and be with Jake in heaven and, like, feel that. Am I going to care about that, like, once I'm face-to-face with Jesus? Who knows? Yeah, maybe you don't care about marriage that much. I mean, Jesus does say after people are raised from the dead, they do not marry. Mm -hmm. So You're not going to find your spouse in heaven. Yeah, you won't find (laughs) your spouse in heaven. So Uh if you want to be married for forever, hurry up. Sorry, Heather. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't have all eternity. Okay, so number two, we're also still kind of a. Here's a th- here's what here's what we'll say. There is ample evidence to suggest that marriage is not the same on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. However, there's also God's original creation and intent to suggest that marriage is a good pre-sin thing that God had designed for humanity before. We send and messed it up. Mm-hmm. So take those two in balance and come with your own conclusion. DM us your thoughts if you're listening to this podcast. DM us what you think about marriage in heaven. I love it. Moving okay, on. Right, moving on. Next one. We're not being rapid fire enough. And this one's not going to make it any easier. <laughs> <laughs> Can I lose my salvation? Can, Can you lose? lose your salvation? This is a deeper Oh, this is getting into different uh, theologies. Calvinist? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. If I mean, Heather, you go. You go first. <laughs> I mean, I I personally don't think you can, but then I I don't know. I feel like watching culture right now. There's so many people who would have who are deconstructing that would have proclaimed that Christ was a Messiah like two years ago, and now are saying no, 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 he's not, and have rejected the faith, and so. I guess the the follow-up question is, okay, were you ever really saved then, or did you lose your salvation? So my answer is I I lean towards the side of, okay, maybe you never actually believed in the first place versus losing Mm -hmm. your salvation. Um, I think Psalms talks about how you can't be plucked from his hand. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's, like, plenty of other places in Scripture where it says God will never leave or forsake us, but is that— indirect relation to salvation or I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. Here's what I think. And this is 
again, I don't think with anything on this podcast we're going to give you a true black and white answer, <laughs> but I'll give you my best thought. Um, I don't believe in predestination. I don't believe mm-hmm. in the elect. Um, I think that's really stupid, and I think that goes against everything that the big part of the Bible like talks about. I'm actually reading the Bible cover to cover right now with all of our interns and residents, and it's very clear that God is looking for like partners, mm-hmm, people who yeah. are willing to submit to his will. Um, so that being said, I, so Jesus talks about in Matthew 24, he says uh, in verse 9 and 10, uh, they'll deliver you over. He's kind of talking about like the end, the quote unquote end times or, or more when, when Jerusalem's, I think, about to be ransacked. He says, they'll deliver you over to be persecuted and killed and you'll be hated on all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and be uh, and will betray and hate one another. Um, here's what I think. If we are truly free willed, autonomous people, I think. Sorry. Oh, I think we do have the ability to. It, it just fall. It just falls into this. Do you think God predetermines and forces people to be saved and unsaved, mm-hmm. or do you think we have any? I don't want to say role to play, outside of just sheerly saying yes to the free gift mm-hmm. of of grace. Yeah. I don't think any anything we do, any of our works, whatever, contribute to salvation. But I do think, like Jesus talks about how he stands at the door and knocks. Yeah. Those who open it, like he will come in and like make his home with them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do think, and, and I hesitate to use this language because I know some Calvinist is going to DM me. I do <laughs> think that if we have a role to play, quote unquote, in our yeah. salvation, which I don't think we do, mm-hmm. it, it is simply to open the door yeah. Yeah. and say yes. Right. Which I guess you can close the door. Right. But I do get Heather's point of then, was it authentic? Was it ever? If I'm being honest, who's to judge somebody's heart? I mean, that's also why Jesus tells us don't stand in judgment against many people. Like, who knows? Mm -hmm. Like, who knows? Um, I I do say, I do think that there are scriptures that would imply that there are people who will know who Jesus is, what he's about. Mm hmm and will reject it after him. having some participation in it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that was authentic, whether that was whatever, I mean, I guess that those are That's the weeds. True. Yeah. But only God can see so, the heart. So I would say a a non-passionate yes. Yeah. Could I be convinced the other way? Probably by somebody mm-hmm. a lot smarter than me. <laughs> but I I tend to think that God is looking for partners. Right. And I think part of the partnership is the is the submission to him. Mm. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, okay. that's, this isn't rapid fire. This isn't rapid fire. <laughs> They're all open-ended, which is honestly kind of good because I feel like a lot of people are asking these questions. And I, I think, think not all of them are. can be Yeah, okay, we've got, we've got some more that we've are got. Okay, let's yeah. go. All right, next one. Can I be friends with non-Christians? Yes, and you should be. Yeah, if you're not. You're probably homeschooled. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> homeschooled. <laughs> now he knows where the oh, live button I like is. The sparkle one. Uh, you kind of should be. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole point. Jesus was friends with non-Christians. Yes. Here's the thing. I don't think it's can I be friends with non-Christians. 
Can you be friends with non-Christians and not allow yourself to be influenced into things that you either used to do before you were a Christian or that will hurt your walk with Jesus? Right. That's the bigger question. You can't only, you have to have, Yeah, it has to be both. Because your five your closest friends will determine your five next years, whatever, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So are who's the influential piece in these relationships? Are you influencing them or are they influencing you in a negative way? Yeah. You should yeah. absolutely have non-Christian friends. But you should be careful about the influence they have over your life and intentional about the influence you have in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. All right, next one. Do I really have to tithe? You don't have to. You, like, get to. (laughs) You don't have to do anything. You technically don't have to do anything. Why should should you tithe? Jesus talks about money a lot in the new testament and i think people think that it's an old testament thing that like the tithe itself of like giving 10 percent is like old testament oh we don't have to do that anymore because of yeah. jesus but jesus actually talks about money a lot more than i think any other topic and mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly if it were up to him i'd say like i think of the story of the um the woman who gave what's it called the two mites the two mites that's what they are mites yeah. which is like two pennies but he's like she gave out of like a generous heart like she gave yeah. everything that she had and every he's like you should give like this yeah so honestly a tithe is a little bit more lenient that's than what, what i was gonna Je- say i'm like jesus, jesus tells you to give everything so <laughs> yeah here's what i'll say and, and this might be a little intense i don't think you should tithe if you're not a serious christian yeah and, and what i mean by that is your tithe and, and a lot of people get frustrated with this but this is just reality your tithe goes to building up your church it goes to keeping the lights on it goes to paying staff it goes for your church to have resources to help your community. Yeah. You you should trust the place you're giving your money. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of Christians want the church to prove them trustworthy. Right. And I think it's the other way around. You need to trust your church because God tells Christians to be generous. Mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't abolish the tithe in the New Testament. He actually ups it mm-hmm. to giving all that we have to yeah. those who are in need. So if you don't tithe, you should be giving 90%, honestly, because that's what <laughs> Jesus calls us to, is, right. is to- yeah. a total life of generosity. Um, but here's what I'll say to people that are hesitant to tithe to a church. It's your job to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Your church will have to give an account before Jesus what they've done with your money. Yeah, yeah. Um, They'll be judged for it, mm-hmm. not you. You will be Same. judged for whether you've trusted God enough to tithe to your church. That's good. Not what your church does with your money. Now, obviously be wise and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, but do you have to tithe? No. Should you tithe? A thousand percent because it's obedience. Something I love that, real quick, because I know we're rapid fire, but something I love that our church says all the time, Sean will say this, he's like, if you don't trust us, just tithe, just tithe like somewhere. Yeah. Like, and while I'm like, no, you should, like, if, if you don't trust that church, then that's a whole other thing. And, it's literally paying for it to have the lights on so that you can attend church and find community and all this stuff. But there's so much more. And not that like once you start tithing, your finances are going to be blessed and prosperity gospel, but there's so much more in like sowing seeds of faith into the mission of God. Yeah. So like, even if you're struggling with like, Oh, I don't know if my church will like just give to God's church. Just do it. It's it's what Jesus asks. Let Jesus deal with his church. Yeah. You deal with being obedient to what God's asked you to do. That's yeah. good. That's good. Okay. Next one. How often should I be praying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Scripture says pray without ceasing. But I think practically this idea, you read those verses and you see like pray without ceasing. Oh, my gosh. What does that even mean? Where do I even start? 
And I think we have this idea of, oh, I have to have like these perfect polished prayers. And I was listening to a podcast one time about prayer and um, it said in it, like God isn't grading essays, like he's listening to his children. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful picture of, for me, I'm so bent towards like, oh, everything has to be perfect and I have to be right. And like, let me say these polished prayers because God will be more inclined to answer them. But Connor said a couple of weeks ago that it's just God wants to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Like God is begging us to just ask because he's a good father. And so that doesn't really answer how often you should pray, but Mm -hmm. I think Hebrews tells us to approach the throne with confidence. Um, and so whenever that is for you, all the time would be ideal. But <laughs> yeah. it's not like graded on how much you pray or how well you pray. Yeah. Yeah, I think growing up, I think also too in a religion, or should say religion, a denomination that was like you you didn't pray on your own. Like it was, it was like designated prayers that you would pray. I think I had a mindset of like, every time I pray, it has to look like this. Like it has to start with like, praise and then repentance and then you ask for what you want and then you yield to his will which Mm -hmm. if you're paying attention is the acronym for pray um (laughs) and i think there's actually a book i love so much it's called prayer by richard foster and he goes through he like studied prayer for years and each chapter is like a different kind of prayer and i think that there's there's so much of our life that is prayer that people don't realize that it doesn't always have to be like you sitting down on your knees going through your list of people i think that is beautiful and there's time for that and that is like essential um but there's also just like cries of your hearts like psalms 37 says that like god listens to the silence of your heart yeah. like he Romans hears deep you calls to deep yes and so like i think oh it's more so about god wants to spend time with you god wants to like hear you and like be active in your life and so it's not always looking like i have to set aside two hours in my morning to just sit and pray for all the things um I think it's more than that. It's it's it can be more than that. It can be like just open to different types of prayer, if that makes sense. Of like yeah. it doesn't always have to be like our Father who <laughs> art in heaven, yeah. which is beautiful and that's yeah. how Jesus teaches us to pray, but it should at some point reach a point where um your life is just just prayer and connecting with God and bringing him into different parts of your day. I yeah. don't know if that makes sense. No, but. absolutely. I mean, I don't really have anything to add prayer without ceasing. I think that mm-hmm. just means have have continual open open dialogue with God. Yeah. I don't think it has to be structured or look a yeah. certain way. I think sometimes structured prayer can be helpful yeah. um, when our minds tend to race, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what that verse is saying. I think it's just make sure your life is an open-ended dialogue with God. Yeah, good. Next one. Why is the Bible boring? It's not. <laughs> I was going to say that too. That's funny. As um, we're all reading like judges. <laughs> like it's not boring. You're from uh, going judges, through Levitical I'm law. I'm behind. Okay. <laughs> like you should be in serial. <laughs> That's funny. Um I I don't think the Bible is boring actually. It's not I, boring at all. It's confusing. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is why I think like if you think the Bible's boring, find a translation that speaks to you and like works for you and you feel like you can understand. Yeah. Um if you think it's boring, that might be because like you're missing some context. Yeah. So yeah. like ask questions, look for like context to understand. Um, because guys, the Old Testament is wildin'. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, that is not boring. Yeah. No, it's like, not it's boring a, at all. It's a little cray cray. But if you don't understand the context of like the Old Testament and you're like, Bible roulette, God speak to me, and you open up judges, you're gonna be confused and it's gonna be like you don't understand the narrative of 100%. what you're you're yeah. getting into. And I think people don't know how to read the Bible. We're yeah. we're gonna read a book after <laughs> 
called how <laughs> how not to read the Bible. And one of the first things it says is never read a verse. It always talks about reading chapters and chunks of chapters at a time. Yeah. I think we just don't we don't know how to handle the story. You never right. you don't open Harry Potter and read two sentences and right. then close it for the night. You and read it. Yeah. It's not meant to be taken in that way. Like it no. it's literally alive and active and breathing and it's a book that has, like was written over so many years. And so yeah, you're not gonna be able to like get what because it is like our our daily bread and you're not gonna be able to feel filled up by just like eating a crumb (laughs) of one scripture. So the Bible's not boring. Mm -hmm. You're not not boring either. You can sometimes be boring. (laughs) Connor, Connor, you can be boring. But maybe you need to to um just mix up how how you're reading it. Find find a way that works for you that is actually sustaining you. Yeah. But find a good translation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Love it. I read the message sometimes. A lot, actually. You should read it, too. It's good. Yeah, if you think it's boring. Um, Okay, next one. Should Jesus affect my politics? Yeah, he should affect every part of your life. Jesus Jesus is clearly a Republican, so. (laughs) Connor, (gasps) Connor, he's kidding. You can't say that. (laughs) Let me put a disclaimer. Connor Graham is kidding. kidding. Connor's Am I Connor's kidding? in a no. brain dump mood. <laughs> no, here's I'm trying to find it. I've, I'm like searching for this. Timothy Keller actually did. I don't know if it was in a book or what. It was in a book. It was in a. It's like a free PDF book. Okay, he does a great job. I'm gonna butcher this, but you should look it up. It's called How to Win the West. It's a book basically that's on sort of how do we evangelize our own post-Christian culture in America. But he talks about Jesus and politics quite a bit, and he actually lists out all the major issues um, that the left and the right are relatively passionate about historically. And then he goes through and truly, like, in half, Jesus cuts these issues, like, in half. He is, like, uh, just with as far as, like, I don't know, like, refugee stuff and and, uh, care for the poor, he tends to line up more, like, liberal on certain issues. But then when it comes to, like— Oh, well, I'm not going to butcher it. Like the sanctity of life and, and different things like that. He tends to be relatively conservative. And so it is, I would recommend, I would recommend reading it. Um, it does a phenomenal job. It doesn't, it doesn't force you how to win the West, Tim Keller. It doesn't try to force you to choose, oh, I need to switch and be a Republican or I need to switch and be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. He just talks about how Jesus should affect your politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are tribalistic. We're literally cannibals, like in America, <laughs> when it comes to our politics. Yeah. Really, we eat each other. Like, if oh, you, if I'm yeah, if you don't, Instagram comment section, dude, it's yeah. wild. And I think people are just zombies. Like, so there's just a lot of stuff that has come out recently about certain campaigns for this recent presidency, and a lot of things that have been proven like true that were denied as false, and all these different things. And people would have thought you were a heretic if you would have believed them. And so it's just. Here's what here's all I'll say is on both sides, you are going to be pushed to agree without questioning and to hate the other side. Mm -hmm. And I think if we could just also if there's a news outlet that would just cut the crap and like just tell us what's actually going on without like a bend. Yeah, I think they'd be the most popular people in the world. But I think every political every vote you cast, every decision 
you make concerning politics need to be filtered through the lens of Jesus. And I'm not yeah. going to say that means we're all going to fall on the same side. Right. But I think that's how you you engage in politics as a Christian. I that's just good. I just totally consume that entire mini Oh, that's good. No, I don't have anything else. It to should you like you said at the beginning, you should affect every part of your life. Yeah. Yes. And your politics are a part of that. Um Okay, next one. Can a guy and girl be roommates as Christians? Um just friends. I yeah, think you yeah, can, not, but not I don't like know if I dating. Think you should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the question is like are there any other options? Are you sexually attracted to this person in any way? <laughs> like be smart. Do yeah. I think it's a sin for a guy and a girl to be roommates? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I do think Is that, it a good idea? Yeah, I do think that things can become bad ideas, although I think there also can be people that can do it great and the issue here is sex. <laughs> S-E-X sex. Yes. This is brain dump chaos. The uh, issue is sex. If obviously, is... like if you can respect one another and things aren't crossing any boundaries or, or like, yeah, I guess. So. Right. There's also two of like, it's, it's towing a line mm-hmm. a little bit. Cause it's like he, if you're living together, that's your space. You're going to have your friends over. You're going to have your girlfriends over. He's going to have his guy friends over, you know, and, um, which is would happen potentially in any roommate situation. So it's a yeah. it's a matter of making I think boundaries. It also it always comes down to good yeah, boundaries. Yeah, I'm just like I know I feel like Christians say this a lot of like, well, is it wise? But I'm kind yeah. of just like, is it wise? Yeah. Yeah. Like as a single girl, I'm like, I would not live with a single guy. I don't know if I think right. that's wise. Yeah. Could be a recipe. Plus Th- like scripture mean it has to be sinful. It'd, right. yeah. it'd just be dumb. It's like <laughs> Samson flee sexual eating, immorality. Is that fleeing it eating for you? honey out of the Carcass of a lion? dead carcass of a lion. Was it sin? Out of something strong comes something sweet. Mm. His little riddle. (laughs) Yeah, he made a riddle about it. Okay, I know it's just funny that you're... Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so is it wise? Probably not. Is it sin? Absolutely not. Um, Okay, we have a lot of rapid fire questions left. (laughs) Um, We're going to try and get through them. We'll get through them. We'll get through them. Okay, dating... But living together, but not sleeping together. Liars. <laughs> I don't Liars. want you to marry them if you can live with them and not and not sleep with them or cross boundaries. That's a good point. And it's another thing. Is it wise? Are no. you? Is it a recipe for? Are you playing with fire a little bit that you're living together? You are yeah. on but fire. You're not sleeping. Yeah. Like, One, you're probably lying. Two, statistically, <laughs> statistically, and and they, and I don't know why. You'd have to look this up, but you can like research this. It is proven. People who live together before they're married have a higher rate of divorce. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. know why. I, I I should dive in and see more, but it is it is out like and not Christian mm-hmm. stats, not like somebody with an agenda. Cross the, yeah. cross the board. Christian, non Christian, different faith, whatever. People that live together before they're married end up having a higher rate of divorce. So mm-hmm. if you really love this person, don't live together to, before you're married because for whatever reason, you just seem to have a better shot of making right. it. And like Heather said. It's like, are you sure that you're actually attracted yeah, to them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, it's like, the, the, you might want to check that out. Um, okay, <laughs> next one. Um, if we know we're going to get married anyway, why can't we have sex before we get married? Because why don't you just get married then? <laughs> 
the way Connor's initially answering so these. <laughs> yeah. Rapid fire. Oh, people, I've literally had people say that. They're like, well, we are literally going to get married. So why can't we sleep together? Why do you want to sleep together before you're married? Mm-hmm. Like, just get married. Yeah. Like, just get married. Stop being so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't reap the benefits of marriage without being married. If you right. want to have sex, great. Go to the courthouse and get married. Mm-hmm. You know? I still think you need to have a ceremony in front of your friends for accountability. And, and marriage is, a, is is very much a communal thing, not yeah. just a you and that person thing. Yeah. But if you can't wait to have sex before married, married, married. <laughs> it, you probably shouldn't get married because you don't yeah. have self-control. Right. And you still need self-control in a marriage. Yeah. yeah. You're practicing not having self-control. Yeah. You're right. dishonoring one another. Yeah. Honestly, that's what it is. It's dishonorable. Mm-hmm. If you know you're going to get married... Get married. Yeah. yeah. Period. End of story. Period. He said. Okay, next one. Do I have to work in a church if I'm a Christian? Yes. yes. <laughs> I knew that he was going to do that. Everybody who doesn't work in a church is not a real Christian. <laughs> I'm putting a little I love this side that emphasis. our podcast listeners are seeing of you. I hope not. Um, you absolutely do not have to work in a church yeah, as a Christian. Yeah, what are you talking about? Paul made tents. Paul worked at REI. <laughs> he did. He's a Paul tent maker. Paul worked at REI in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, he would go around planning churches and making tents yeah i mean i guess he kind of worked in church but he made money by making tents Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's something actually really honorable about being like hey i am a follower of christ i serve my local church Mm -hmm. and i work in i don't know finance i'm a teacher like you have so much you have so much more um reach than like we have on an everyday basis like i come to the office and see connor and milana (laughs) <laughs> okay, let me tell you about Jesus. They know. Right. Yeah. And like the whole point is like God wants to reach people. And if everybody was working at the church, I mean, like, great, the church would be large and it would be like thriving, I'm sure. But like, this is God's design was for like not to it to stay a garden or like the it to like just be the tabernacle where he can reside. Like, he wants to inhabit yeah. like every person's life and he needs doctors to do that he need like we're supposed to create a thriving world yeah. that was like his design from the beginning is he said okay now go rule like go create things and so that's like what we essentially have done and yeah. now we're like in order to keep our world thriving and to tell people about jesus and to reach more people we need all sorts of different people doing all sorts of different things yeah that makes sense. I was really <laughs> trying no, to answer no, these good. really fast. One, uh, I, I want to write a message on this, but one of the first people that God ever um, filled with the Spirit was a a carpenter, a a, a, a craftsman to build craftsman. the temple. Um, it wasn't. A, what was his name? Be- Obed? Obed. Obed. Yeah, it was Obed. And uh, I think I think God came on Abraham and Moses, and then. It was uh, somebody that worked with their hands and was really mm-hmm. good at what they did. So be good at what you do, and maybe God will fill you with his spirit. <laughs> oh my God. Kidding. I'm kidding. Unhinged. Okay, no, you don't need to work in the church if no, you're a No, not at all. We need people that aren't obsessed with working in church. Amen. Yeah. Okay, this <laughs> next one. Um, can, a, can a Christian smoke weed? You can. <laughs> Heather. Heather. Yeah, can 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 is the word. Should you? You can. I mean, Aaron and I disagree on this. I think weed is a gateway drug because here's why. Potentially, people are. 
I think people that tend to do things like this have more addictive personalities. They mm-hmm. need things to help them either relax or yeah. or unwind or maybe for like their anxiousness or their nerves. Yeah. And I think with anything, like with weed or Diet Coke, you can become <laughs> addicted to something. I think addictions are wrong. Again, this I know this seems just like the theme. Like, is it a sin? I don't think so. Is it wise? Here, here's what I'll say. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you want, do you think that's what God wants filling his temple? Right. I mean, you can apply that to McDonald's too. Right. So, but yeah. do you think that's Thinking. what, do you think this is what God wants you filling his temple with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I feel the same way. I'm just like very walled towards addiction and I feel the mm-hmm. same way that weed's a gateway drug. And so I'm like, why would you like subject yourself to that? If you could just spiral so quickly. Mm -hmm. And also, I for sure think anything that's like an addiction and it could be food, it could be working out like like Mm -hmm. it, like anything that goes past just like for health or whatever, you know, like I think I think it's just a really dangerous. Yeah. I don't know very many people that like really love weed that aren't like addicted to it because it's like you can't be addicted to it it's like well you can't go a day without smoking anything. yeah it was like yeah. you can't go a day without smoking it and paul tells us to like be sober-minded be yeah. watchful like your enemy prowls yeah it's just like numbing and i don't think that's right. ever a healthy place to be right yeah. and more and more and this is with alcohol too i just listened to a joe rogan podcast where they talked about how they're showing signs that people who smoke weed under the age so men's brains don't fully develop until they're roughly around 25 and they've shown, I think it's the amygdala, which is the like uh, the danger. Like it literally is part of the brain that's responsible for men like stop taking as many risks and like to start settling down and be like contributing members of society. Mm-hmm. Smoking weed inhibits that part of the brain to develop. Mm-hmm. So you like stay a child longer yeah. by smoking weed. Your so at least th- that's according to Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Um, oh, so Uncle Joe. <laughs> uncle Joe. He's the uncle of this podcast. He's not. Oh, I, Sponsor us. Yeah, um, for real. I reject that. Okay, on that topic, Connor, I'm going to mispronounce this. Iowa. Can oh. I, ayahuasca, can ayahuasca, is that how you say it? Yeah. Ayahuasca help my relationship with God. Yeah. I learned what this was dude. today. Yeah, you go into like a little like sweat tent and drink tea and trip absolute trip it's a if you don't know what it is it is a south american psychoactive that is a it's like a tea like like a brewed drink right i think so yeah and it, like, it's can make used you like a up, ceremonial like spiritual you medicine just, you trip like crazy you see things yeah, yeah you and you go out and you do like a retreat right and you have like yeah. a guide and you drink the tea yeah and it's like supposed to be like an awakening yeah people yeah. use it to heal like deep trauma like from childhood and things like that um i don't i can it help your relationship with God? I don't think so. I think that I think the Holy Spirit can do just as much heart work without you absolutely tripping your brains out than having to go drink a tea in a tent in the middle of Arizona. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So and and again, I think it's just an excuse for people to experiment with like psychedelics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And yeah. I don't know. Here I I don't think God needs you in an altered state of mind. No. To connect with you and heal you. No. But that's that what is the, the story of, of a couple people at our church. 
is that they got so scared while tripping that they came to Jesus. But that's not yeah, to say scared. they were. Uh, they, yeah, saw, scared. they saw the devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> hey, I had a friend who did sativ- sativia. St- yes. No. Isn't that just like I, a type of weed? That's what I thought. No, it is. It's not ayahuasca. But it, and he literally had a dream or a vision or whatever, a trip that these demons were like dragging him into hell. So I'm like, do you want to roll the dice? Yeah. Like, (laughs) right. Because, you know, so no, I, will it help your relationship with God? No. No. I think it's an excuse for you to indulge in something trippy. Like, you don't need that. You have the Holy Spirit. That's all you need. It's all, it's what Jesus said was better than him actually being here. So lean on the helper. Um, okay. Last one, guys, and we've made it through. Why are churches so obsessed with money? Because you're obsessed with money. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Money is like the easiest guide to our heart. Jesus says where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Mm-hmm. Not where your heart is, there's your treasure. He says that your treasure determines where your heart's at. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the reason churches are so, so obsessed with money is because people are so obsessed with money. And why right. not talk about what people are obsessed with? Right. And I think people are, I think this question comes from why do churches want so much money? Right. But I actually don't think people do. People see 10% and they're like, you're so greedy. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, but you're wearing $1,500 shoes. Right. You know, and you're a college student. So, so like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Why do you guys think churches are obsessed with money? I think just. Are they? Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean. It's very large, broad thing. I'd say yeah. the majority of like God's churches who are like on mission and just trying to move like the mission of God forward. No, do they need money in order to do that and to keep the lights on and to pay their staff and to um, pour back into the community? Absolutely. Like yeah. practically, our world just kind of runs on money, money yeah. and currency. And we talked about this earlier with the last question about tithing. But like Jesus talks about money a lot. Yeah. Um, because I think, like you said, it's like it's the easiest thing to be obsessed with. We and work. To, we spend most of our life working for it, right? And so, as if we're gonna walk in like the way of Jesus, <clears throat> and that's gonna be an everyday thing that we deal with, and we got to talk about how how we do that in a way that honors God. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that, <laughs> and a lot of that surprise is moving the mission of Jesus forward. And who's doing that? Churches. And so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also think we're just like cynical. Like mm-hmm. I think we're my and I'm saying we're because my generation I feel like wants to see what's wrong with the church, what the church mm-hmm. is doing wrong. Like where can the church be better or this is how the church is letting me down. And so it's like, oh, well if you talk about money too much, then you're greedy. If right. you don't talk about money at all, like if if we never mm-hmm. talked about money, we wouldn't have a church. People right. wouldn't know to give. People wouldn't know the tithe is important. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's just a perspective of, okay, what's like, like, are you looking for a reason to be mad? Are you looking yeah. for a reason to be disappointed? Or are you like, hey, I actually trust that your motive is you want to pay your staff and you want to keep the lights on and you want to move yeah. this mission forward. And that's why you're talking about it. Right. Yeah. And people take their lives over money. Right. Like yeah. to act like money's not a huge deal. Like, I remember there was a guy who used to own the the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder who was like an oil and gas mogul, and he he literally had a deal go bad and took his life yeah. over a loss of money. So, like, 
money is so important. I don't think churches talk about it enough. And I know that's going to offend people and be like, <laughs> you just want my money. It's like, no, like God, God wants your money and God also wants your heart more than he wants your money. Right. Yeah. And money tends to take your heart more than it does anything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. And so if you can freely give and you can trust local churches like we talked about earlier, it's more a sign that God has your heart and not money having your heart. Yeah. Come on, Reverend. Also, I'm calling you if you so want to sponsor today. this podcast. No. <laughs> Why is this podcast so obsessed with sponsor- sponsorships? Wow. Bruto, we're so waiting to hear from Bruto. Yeah, Bruto, dude. We have a list back. of people we want to sponsor us, and it's just truly because you guys are great and we want free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to move this We want P.O. boxes. <laughs> oh, no, that's a great answer. I love it. Um Clearly, right. we we had more relationship questions. We had a few money questions and then more relationship questions than anything else because that's what you, want to that's hear about. What you guys want to hear about. But there is the Rapid Fire Brain Dump podcast. <laughs> we hope <laughs> that there was some value in anything that was said. Um, and uh, we like we said, Retreat is this weekend. Yeah, and yeah. hey, we're doing a live podcast we at sure Retreat. Are. So Woo. we will be filming a live podcast on Saturday. And what we will be doing is collecting your questions, going through them to like find themes. Mm-hmm. So we're not answering the same question like 40 different times. Um, and then, yeah, recording it live for you guys to be there and enjoy and interact with, hopefully. So if you're on yeah. retreat, come to the live podcast recording. Another plug, another reason to come to retreat. There you go. If you love the podcast. Um, well, thank you guys for answering all your <laughs> questions, whether they were satirical or not. Um, we love you guys and a great way to stay connected with us as usual is our social media you can follow us at at RedRocksYA um, check out our website it's just RedRocksYA.com um, to see what we're up to see what events we have going on and if you are in the Denver area not this week but next week <laughs> meet us uh, at our Lakewood campus we do service um, every Thursday night at 7pm we'd love to see you meet you Learn your name. And if you are an avid podcast listener, genuinely DM us. Yeah. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to get your input. We want this to be a community, not just something that you just listen to. Um, So thank you guys. um, And we will see you at retreat. All right. See you up there. Bye. Peace out.